0: Updates on antibiotics, spring weather, beef quality assurance, and lots more. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I am him.
1: Tigger. Oh, my gosh.
0: The Jeff Tigger Earhart.
1: <laughs> and I am Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck Beck, Beck. Beck, Beck, A big thanks to our partners, Neogen, Ally Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, Circle S Ranch, DLCC Ranch, Punchy Yields by UPH, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, and
0: Wrangler. You know, to start out the show, I want to do a big, kind of a big tip of the hat. I think we were doing that in the back of the show. Well, we can always change things up. It's all the way up in the front of the show. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. A listener, Tom, is it pronounced Schnabel or Schnabel? I believe it's Tom Schnabel. Tom Schnabel is what we're saying. He listens to us on his local radio station in South Dakota. So I'm just going to say, hey, Tom. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. And if you would like, go to their Facebook page. Give them a like. It is... Schnabel Ranch
1: Semitals.
0: And I'm going to say, if you do not hear our voices on your local radio station, you're missing out. Yes, so, you are. So you can fire us an email, which is what, dear? What's the email? Address? Ranch it up show
1: at gmail.com.
0: Let us know what that local radio station is. We'll give them a call. We'll try to... You know, help you out and get on in your local area that you can listen to us each and every weekend. You don't have a choice. In fact, you could listen to us every day. We have a daily show, too. You all know that? We have a daily show, a little short one.
1: Look at you plugging us left and right. I am
0: all over this thing.
1: <laughs> I think he's already had a few cups of coffee, everyone.
0: One or two. Thank you, Ranch House Coffee. <laughs> Got to give them a plug, too. <laughs> cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff
1: wildfire season is here already no doubt most of you have already heard of the wildfires in Texas this past week
0: which are mostly contained by the way at this point. thankfully they
1: are but then also the southern part of the U.S. was hit with tornadoes too talk about a double whammy going on cattle livestock people are displaced we're hearing about it thankfully relief efforts are in place some of the items, of course, needed, obviously, for the livestock are hay and feed. But also, remember, folks, they're needing fencing supplies. And I know, Absolutely. Tigger, you were talking to me about how Fire and barbed wire. How the damage you can occur? You
0: wouldn't think that it could just wipe out a barbed wire fence just like that. And we know the price of barbed wire. Oh, I man. mean, we know we know where that is at. So, if you would like to help out and you want to know where to donate or, or anything like that, we appreciate it. Prayers are welcome. Get a hold of us here in the studio, and we will get you pointed in the right direction. Speaking of pointed in the right direction, I wanted to bring this up. This is an interactive fire map. Okay, this is awesome. It's At the website, fireweatheravalanche.org, and you just hit the refresh button, and it's an interactive map that you can zoom right in, and you can see fires that, if they are contained, if they aren't contained, the dollar amount of damage. uh, It's pretty impressive, and you can kind of track and see what's going on, and literally just a day or two ago, I saw one popped up, a couple in Wyoming, and they were contained right away, thank goodness. So the website, again, is fireweatheravalanche.org.
1: Now, this next one is hitting lots of livestock publications. Here's the title, New Antibiotic Restrictions Soon to Become Reality. Okay, I'm going to take my time reading through this as it is complicated, everyone. So here is the update. In 2017, the Food and Drug Administration began implementing the guidance for the industry number 213, otherwise known as the Veterinary Feed Directive, or VFD. Implementation of the VFD focused on veterinary oversight of medically important antibiotics delivered to livestock via feed and or water, leaving a significant loophole for those products that were available over-the-counter by other dosage forms. Because of this, on June 11, 2021, the Food and Drug Administration quietly published Guidance for Industry No. 263, which put in motion the framework to remove any remaining medically important antimicrobials from over-the-counter marketing channels, closing this loophole. Very little information about Guidance number 263 was aimed towards livestock producers, But, this may have significant impacts on the way in which livestock owners are able to access antibiotic therapy for their animals. While this change does not require the purchase of products from a veterinarian going forward producers will be legally required to obtain a prescription from a licensed veterinarian with which the producer has a valid veterinary-client-patient relationship.
0: Thank you, Beck, for bringing that. I know that's kind of a big one. That was a lot of information. It was
1: was quite complicated, not just for us, but for everyone too listening.
0: Right, to kind of understand it. So we're going to be following this. We'll bring you some updates. I know you're working on it. You're calling some different vets and going to have them come on the show to help break this down. Hey guys,
2: Mark Banzi with LivestockMarket.com. Well, we just wrapped up our March 23rd Sheep and Goat special online auction, and that went really well. Um, a lot of hay on that sale too. Uh, we're going to get those results for you once we have them all finalized. Um, next auction on our schedule isn't until April 6th, and that's the online show pig auction. I'm going to have a full sale bill for you and some details on those show pigs, if that's your deal uh, coming up in the future. But Right now, I thought I'd just kind of preview for you guys a couple early listings that I thought you might be interested in. These are not show pigs. Uh, we just posted three registered purebred Black Angus yearling bulls from Walnut Creek Cattle Company. They're grandsons of Hoover 38 Special. All three of these bulls are going to open at $100, and they'll sell no reserve. Um, the other one that I was, thought you guys might be interested in, is we just posted a seven-year-old sorrel gelding. He's AQHA registered from K-Bar Cattle Company in Sabatha, Kansas. He's just over 15 hands tall. He weighs 1,100 pounds. And lately, he's primarily been used in the feedlot, but he also drags calves to the fire each spring. And he's got some experience in the arena as a head horse. Uh, he also is going to open at just $100, and he too will sell no reserve to the highest bidder. You can view these See their pictures see their videos you can check it all out at livestockmarket.com and don't forget
0: private treaty listings are always free on there thanks guys hey before we go to break i do have a few comments on what mark said number one the the show pig deal is a big deal to a lot of people i know this is ranch it up but we have tons of friends that are in the showing are world. in the show pig deal, and they are buying pigs as we speak. So, yes, that is a big deal. Number two, because we've been talking about sheep, thank you very much, dear, we've had more of our sheep friends that have said, you know, you need to have some information about sheep from time to time. We
1: both got hit up on that. We
0: both got hit up on that. So we're we're going to be researching that in terms of grazing the two species together. I'm glad
1: you brought up that topic mm-hmm. right there because that's always in my mind of Collaborating with the two
0: species, absolutely. So, Brian, I'm going to be coming to you on that. And then the third thing I want to bring up is when Mark is talking about these, these like these Angus bulls that are on there, and he said they're selling with a reserve of a, only a hundred dollars. Well, crew, that tells you that livestockmarket.com works. That they're that they can be sold with no reserve, and there's confidence that it is a fair price to be sold at and a fair price to be buying at so if you haven't checked it out go to obviously we recommend livestockmarket.com great people got any questions you can holler at us too
1: and remember these are the folks that brought you auction time and tractor house
0: now stick around we've got a lot more of ranch it up we're going to be talking bqa we're going to be talking bull sales of course all that and more is coming up when we come back Livestockmarket.com is the go-to online marketplace for livestock, horses, hay, and straw. Sales manager Mark Vanzi tells us how easy it is to use.
2: Cattleman can take photographs, videotape his own calves. He can upload them directly to the site. He can sell them private treaty. He can sell them on the online auction. The biggest principle behind the whole Livestockmarket.com concept is producer has complete control.
0: The online platform that works without all the restrictions. Livestockmarket.com on Facebook, too. Before bull season gets wrapped up this spring, consider South Devon Bulls and Genetics to fit the needs of the commercial cattlemen. And the place to purchase those genetics is from DLCC Ranch, Saturday, April 16th at the ranch in Piers, Minnesota. DLCC is extremely committed to science and has been gathering whole herd information for over two decades. To learn how South Devon Genetics can benefit your operation, head to dlccranch.com. Spring has sprung, and I know you have everything going through your mind from calving to spring planting. Are we going to get enough rain? Are we going to have enough hay? I understand this. But remember, it's not too late to add allied genetic resources, genetics into your bull battery. Now, spring may be here, but bull buying season is far from over. There's still lots of allied sales one can attend. Make a difference and add allied genetic resources to your program. You'll be glad you did. Let's get it on. Cattle Battle. We have talked a lot about genetics bull sales, and, and rightfully so, tis the season, and one of our partners, Dar Geis, with the DLCC Ranch, has an update on the cattle that are getting ready to be sold at the ranch in Pierce, Minnesota, on April 16th. This
3: is Dar Geis, the DLCC Ranch. We are uh, going to be picturing the bulls this weekend, and we're going to ultrasound and semen test. We got... Two crews coming on the same day, so just run to shoot once, get that completed, then the following week we'll video and uh, have all that information available uh, back to our webpage.
0: That webpage is dlccranch.com. Next week, Dar and I, we talk what makes good cattle great, South Devon Genetics, and lots more, so don't miss that one. Now, are you BQA certified? If not, trust me, take the time to do so. If you... Have the chance to get to a presenter meeting. It's even better. There is so much about cattle production that falls under beef quality assurance. This is the important message. It's what the consumer has asked for. My friend Lisa Peterson is the NDSU Beef Quality Assurance Specialist and Extension Livestock Specialist at the Central Grasslands Research Center. She knows beef quality assurance. Heck, she knows the industry. Beef quality assurance. So many times I talk. I've talked a lot about it over the years, and I think a lot of people, when they think of beef quality assurance, we think of injection site legions. We think of put the hot shots down. I rise. Everybody put the hot shots down, right? Um, all of those, which are very important. However, uh, and this is what I wanted to talk to you about tonight. We got into a whole other discussion that it actually went down the road of we're talking just plain old management we're talking about managing cows
4: yes so really our goal in beef quality assurance is to give producers tips that they can use in their everyday operations to improve the quality consistency and safety of beef that comes out of their operations and so you know whether that means the lifetime health and profitability and quality of a calf that is born on their operation or uh, the quality, consistency, and safety and of the market cows and bulls, coal cows and bulls that come out of their operation, it's all important. And generally, it all starts at a farmer ranch and almost always goes back to something that is related to management.
0: And speaking of that, you gave the example of how uh, buyers can actually track and trace a group of calves that came from a sale barn or a particular breeder so management is absolutely something that we can put a quantitative number on specifically of dollars and cents.
4: Oh absolutely you know you think about um, a set of calves that comes through an auction market and they go into a feed yard and they all break with toe abscesses. It's pretty easy for the feed yard to blame the auction market but generally that is something to do with disposition and handling all the way back to the farm and ranch because typically if those cattle aren't excitable or haven't been mishandled, they don't end up with toe abs. This is coming out of an auction market into a feed yard. And so there are so many things that we can trace back to a farm and ranch. Um, Health of calves, for example, is a a very good example of that. And you know, it, it really, it goes back to animal health management, but it goes back to herd management as a whole, starting with your genetics and continuing with your feed and nutrition program um, all the way into your animal health, because neither one of those are a single trait selection. They are all synergistic and, and end up being integrated together. A few years back, um, one of our major packers said that they would no longer take dairy steers, and the reason why is that those steers were so big that they were dragging on the floor the packing plant, which is an immediate condemnation for close carcass trim, and you know certainly slows down a packing plant, takes away profitability. And so that was a major issue for especially the upper pl- upper Midwest who had fed a lot of dairy steers. And so at the end of the day, we're all producing beef, you know, and so on a dairy operation, they produce beef that comes out of a cull or market cow, and they're also producing beef in their dairy steers. And We in the beef industry have taken tremendous advantage of that because of that high marbling. One of the things that is a bit of a challenge with dairy steers besides their size is that their ribeyes are shaped a little bit different. And so when we are able to have those dairy beef crosses, um, we can have... A more ideal ribeye shape, so more rounded rather than triangular, and still um, gain that additional marbling. And it's been, I think, a tremendous thing for our industry. I think it's a good thing for the dairy industry, because they can gain some value back on their steers or their, their baby bulls um, that would maybe to them not have as much value. And so it's a win-win for both of our industries. And it really goes back to management. I mean, it... The dairy industry is learning to manage those calves a little better so that they're more healthy throughout the system. And, and
0: you said the trucks too, right? How the truck decks had to be changed. Tell me about how the, the truck decks changed to fit that. I think that's amazing.
4: So one of the things that we learned in our na- last National Beef Quality Audit that was done in 2016 was that we were seeing more loin and round bruises in our fat cattle that were coming out of feed yards and it was because they were taller and it wasn't only dairy cattle it also included beef cattle and so the truck trailer manufacturers actually increased the distance or the space going into the belly of the truck so that those cattle wouldn't hit their their backs of the loin and rib and then the round going into those trucks and so we, have, we hope we'll find out this year when we complete our national beef quality audit um, that that has decreased uh, bruising in our most valuable and important cuts of beef, which would be the, the loin and rib.
0: In, in your tenure of working, what has been the biggest thing that has changed that you have seen? Because you, you started with day one in this position and here you are today. What's the biggest thing that has changed in your eyes? And I know you've seen a lot.
4: For one thing, in terms of management, when I started in this, people were still giving shots in the hip. And, you know, today we hardly ever see that. And that was an easy thing to change. It was a single trait selection. I could show people a good reason for doing that. You know, today our change is a lot harder because um, it's not as easy as a single trait selection, if you will, in in education. It's something that takes a few more pieces of the management puzzle. But what I see is that there is more value today Back to a producer that is willing to do all the little things right. Um, you know, I think that those producers are more profitable, they're gaining more money back, they're on top of their management, they're on top of their animal health, they're on top of their genetics, and all those things come together, I think, to make a more resilient producer and a more profitable producer. And to me, that's really exciting. You know, I think I see very positive things for our beef industry. Um, I also think that as an industry, we need to come together instead of being so...
0: Amen.
4: In all reality, divided we will fall. And that is what the activist groups want from us, is to be divided. And so this industry needs to find some ways to come to the table and come to the table together, especially on the really important issues that if we don't tackle them, they will tackle us. And so it is time. I, I hope our producers understand that
0: beef quality assurance just head to bqa.org it's that simple thanks lisa now the numbers when we come back want to add just a little bit of spice to your event your customer appreciation supper your banquet your meeting oh yeah well bring in us beckonize your keynote speakers hosts MCs, a host couple we'll make them laugh even cry tears of joy call us today Punchy Yields by UPH on Facebook. Give them a like and follow if you would please. Handmade pullovers, very punchy and my favorite. Wild Rags, very punchy and my second favorite. They do some leather work too. Punchy Yields by UPH on Facebook. Punchy. Punchy. Very punchy. Join me and my team from Neogen over the next few months as we talk about how to improve the genetic package on our operations. We get tips and tricks on how to be more successful with modern genetic tools commercial producers, and feeders, we now get the chance to change the direction of the future. GGP, Igenity Beef, Igenity Branded, Igenity Feeder, Igenity and Vigor, all from Neogen, and you're going to figure out what program works best for you. Hashtag Ranch It Up. Gelvy, Gelvy Influenced, and Gelford, that's the kind... Bulls, show heifers, open heifers, and commercial heifer pens, that's the cattle. We've been talking the past couple months each and every week about breeding cattle sales. Well, this one, crew, you're all going to want to mark this one down. April 2nd, Canton, Kansas, Circle S Ranch, Gelvy and Gelford Genetics. Sale books, video, and broadcast online at DVAuction.com. Check out Circle S Ranch on Facebook and CircleSGelvey.com. April 2nd in Canton, Kansas. (coughs) Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. I have Kirk Donsbach, my partner, my cupadre, my amigo with me from Stonex Financial Incorporated, and I caught him right when he was ready to go outside and feed cows so Kirk, you're kind of half got your bib overalls on, and you're probably standing in the- in the hallway, twiddling your thumb, saying, "Let's roll, man, let's talk through the numbers. Let's go through the market information." So I'll just pass the mic.
3: No, 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 I've always got time to talk with Tigger. <laughs> All right, so we'll go as of Friday, March eighteenth. April feeders closed the week at one sixty two ninety. That's up five dollars on a week over week basis, with the CME feeder index at one fifty four twenty three, up twenty three cents, leaving the basis or the difference between cash and futures at a negative three dollars and twenty nine and uh, a half cents. With futures ten dollars off their highs and five dollars off the lows, and a negative basis, it leaves me recommending cash purchases for those guys that have the feed. Now if you don't have the feed, that's obviously a tougher conversation. And unfortunately I don't have any great advice for you. April Live closed the week at 147.75. That's up $3.47.5 cents. Cash traded mostly 138 to 140 with some late 142s on Friday. Leaving cash steady to $2 higher on the week, and the basis at a negative $250 to a positive 150 Weekly slaughter came in at $644,000. That's equal to last week, but lower than we were knocking out before the Ukraine war. Uh, with the lower numbers, it puts support into the boxes, with Choice closing the week at $258.16 up $3.45. To wrap up my number game, May Corn closed at $7.41.25. That's down twenty one and a half cents
0: on the week. Now, Kirk, in regards to Ukrainian agriculture, some of the um, contacts that you have, the information that that you're able to get a hold of, what is that looking like? I mean, obviously, I know exports are are going are going down. That's been a lot of the talk. Is that this is starting to become a food thing and it's getting kind of serious here? Do you have any kind of updates whatsoever of is Ukrainian? Agriculture? Are they suffering? Are exports really starting to suffer, or is it still just a tip too early for to try to make some of those those big bold statements like that?
3: No, no, I'd say exports out of this area are definitely struggling. You basically have shut down Ukrainian exports, uh, and then with the sanctions from the um, from the West on Russia, you've you've shut down a bunch of the Russian exports of of the grains, uh, and that's very much a large portion. of of the world grain supply. So definitely a real issue. Uh, I would warn you, typically speaking, by the time your local news starts talking about a market issue, the market has already traded it. And I'd say that's very similar in this situation. You know, we got wheat trading 11 and a half bucks. So obviously the market has already traded a bunch of that news. If the war situation expands or changes fundamentally, you know, that would extend the fear and and probably the, the price of the grains.
0: And then depending upon the commodities that we may be in ourselves, say it, that we are we are planting some spring wheat, some winter wheat, running cows, depending upon what we're doing, corn, whatever the case is, I'm assuming you're going to say, okay, now we need to really be watching these very, very, very close because like you said, by the time our local news channel, by the time you hear you and I talk about it, it's already over. So I'm assuming you're going to say, all right, you know, we're half of the country is looming on drought here again. We need to be watching these things awfully close because there could be, I'm assuming again, there could be sporadic, sharp movements one direction and to the other direction eventually.
3: No, oh, absolutely. I mean, right now the market is basically trading peace talks. So They'll get the notion that the peace is probable and, and grains will— fall apart you know weed down 80 cents corn down 30 and then the next day it wake up and it's all the way back up 30 cents in grain and the emotional side thinks that we're not getting closer on the peace talks and this isn't going to end it's a very very emotional very volatile market in the grains right now and then of course that spills over specifically to feeders
1: thanks kirk heading to the calendar thursday march 31st folks legacy speckle park Featuring their online sale of bulls, heifers, international embryos, and semen. Bid online at DVAuction.com. For anyone wanting more information, LegacySpecklePark.com.
0: And thank you to them for sending us your sale information. By the way, we will be featuring the Speckle Park breed coming up here I'm pretty excited, shortly. by the it's way. I'm just going to jump in. <laughs> yeah, very interesting.
1: Saturday, April 2nd, Circle S Ranch, Galvae, Balancer, and Gelford Genetics.
0: A reminder, the Gulf Coast Classic Sale from Superior Livestock that we talked about last week is fast approaching April 7th and 8th in Natchitoches, Louisiana. And a sale report from one of our partners. We've talked a lot about them. Congratulations. Fetis Red Angus and CBRT Red Angus from Manhattan, Montana. They sold just recently 116 Red Angus bulls and averaged 55.07. And that's going to do it for today. Hold up.
1: Don't hit that button yet. I've got one more. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, get this. Vanilla Ice sells for one million dollars. I
0: know where you're going with this one. I know. Where you're
1: All right. Before we go, we're heading to the Houston Stock Show. avon Horn made history with the selling of her grand champion steer, which she named Vanilla Ice. The steer sold for one million dollars. Horn will receive seventy-five thousand of the one million. The rest of the proceeds will go towards agricultural scholarship programs. So there you have it, folks. Vanilla ice sold for $1 million. Ice,
0: ice. No, 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 no. (laughs) You you aren't even going down that road. And now that's going to do it for today, everyone. A big thank you to our guests. Dar Geis with the DLCC Ranch. Lisa Peterson with Beef Quality Assurance, Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated for the recap, and, of course, the boss lady, Beck, that's you.
1: Boom, that is me. And a big thanks to (laughs) our partners, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, Circle S Ranch, DLCC Ranch, Punchy Yields by UPH, RFD-TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler.
0: Crew, so glad you all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. And call and text us 24-7 at 707-RANCH-20. Spread the good word. Join us again next week where it's always Tigger Approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.